And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Steady Compass. I am your host, Quez. I'm joined here by a very special person, someone who I think is one of the more amazing, down to earth individuals that I've met over the course of my life. Her name is Macarena Castaneda. You know her as the CEO and operator of Lantana Botanica and Celestial Goodies. She's also a world-class dancer and artist and has been creating digital works for many years. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a true icon in the building. Maki, welcome to the show. Come on, intro. I'm working on it. I'm working on this intro game for real. Thank you. How are you doing today, Maki? I'm grateful. (laughs) Nice. We were we were talking before the show about how this has been a long time coming. And just to provide some context, I feel like a lot of people have maybe not seen conversations between us, but we very seldom stay in the surface level conversation. We are there's the tip of the iceberg and then there's where you and me are talking, which is way, way down under. Yeah, for real, for real. Deeper meaning, deeper conversations. So I'm insanely excited for this. Maki, what I want to start with is basically a bit of a rundown on your journey. I've been very fortunate to have witnessed you go through, I'm not going to call them hoops, but I'm going to call them different paths in your lifetime. You know, you spent some time down here in Florida. I know you're currently in Atlanta, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you wouldn't mind providing some insight for the audience, what was it that brought you there? Why are you in Atlanta, Georgia right now? So... I'm one that really believes that whenever I want to do something, I have to surround myself in an environment where other people are also doing what I want to accomplish because I need to be able to see that what I'm trying to do is completely possible. So that's pretty much what led to a lot of different moves when I moved to Miami or now moving to Atlanta. I decided that once I graduated, I was like, all right, mom and dad, let me pursue my dreams now. And so I saw so many different well-known choreographers coming to Atlanta to teach. And I was like, okay, so I need to be there in order to be exposed to what I need to do. So, yeah, so I moved over here for dance, but I just, I knew that Atlanta was somewhere, well, a huge part of why I came here was this camp that I was a part of or that I, I got the chance to visit. And I was so welcomed and there were so many creative people and I performed for the first time this song that I wrote and they were just so nice everybody was just so supportive about being creative and I hadn't been around that ever and it kind of solidified my move it was like oh here I have friends that are creative they even like offered to record my song so I'm like okay (laughs) I'm supported here So yeah, I moved for dance. I moved to like expand in my creativity and just to see just how far I can take myself now that I got done with school, which is what my parents wanted me to do. And now let me see what I can do based on like just following my vision, my own vision for my life. I find it interesting that you, like I, we deal with being the child of immigrant parents who have sacrificed a lot, right? For us to be here and do all this. But we often get stuck in this cycle of I have to fulfill their dreams first. And now I love your word choice about, okay, mom and dad, I've done what you wanted. I'm now going to go off and do my own thing. And to see it in this light, I think it's quite interesting, right? Because one would argue that maybe we should be choosing ourselves from the jump. 
but it's a very unique dynamic that unless you're in it, perhaps you wouldn't understand. So I appreciate you sharing that because I share that with you. It resonates with me. You mentioned that you've been getting a lot of support from creatives. I've always found Atlanta to be an insanely creative city. The same way I think of like New York. Every time I'm in New York, I feel very inspired. What would you say are some of your favorite discoveries about yourself over the last, I'm going to say like, to keep it short, like maybe like six months. Or if you need to expand to a year, I'm down for a year as well. But in six <laughs> in six months to a year, what has been happening? Who have you found yourself evolving into? It's been a journey to find balance from just this is my first time living by myself in a whole different state. But I've always been kind of like a nomad not nomad but kind of like a loner in a sense where i'm not scared to like go to places by myself and explore who i blossom into so i would say the balance that i've been trying to find from like working my passions my hobbies love nutrition discipline within my own practices like meditate meditating and like movement just finding like a, a balance between all of it it shifts every day i'm still working on discipline i try to hold myself accountable when it comes to like the things that i do the things that i ingest the things that i say so it's not linear for me at all and i don't think it's ever going to be i think every day looks different but my efforts my commitment to my efforts are what keeps me afloat because if I didn't know about these practices, I feel like I would be so lost and I would be getting swayed and affected, even though I did get affected by the move. You know, moving from Florida to Atlanta, I moved here during the winter time, and I hadn't, hadn't worked for somebody like a nine to five. I hadn't worked for somebody in a really long time. So it was very depressing. <laughs> it was so depressing. Like I'm talking about when I used to drive home, it was always dark in the morning and drive home it was dark at night and whenever i would get a little bit of sun in my car i'd be like <sighs> like it was <laughs> it's real i didn't know how real it was because you know i'm a florida girl <laughs> but constantly yeah. surrounded by sun and then now not being exposed to it or having it yeah. almost i'm not going to say taken away from you but these circumstances by which you operate have mitigated such that you are you're not going to see the sun because you got to handle these responsibilities. Yeah. And we tell ourselves that we have to do that. Like, oh, I have work to do. I can't be out fucking playing and doing whatever I want. I, I got shit to do. So there must have been a mental shift for you at some point. Like there was a breaking point, I imagine. Yeah. I was like, I can't like, but also I find me as a creative whenever I'm, I have a tendency to be hired into roles of, small businesses that are making big numbers so usually in those type of positions you are almost expected to play different roles at the same wage rate and that's something i'm not okay with because people I, what i see is that in those type of roles like people want to kind of not exploit but kind of like just squeeze the juice oh you know how to do this you know how to do web you know how to do design you know how to do photography like like, okay, like, let's do this, 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 and we're still going to pay you under this rate that you were hired for. And I'm cool with being a team player because I love to be part of something that I can help expand if it falls, it aligns with my values. But 
when I feel like I'm being squeezed and I'm also like just in a position where it's not really my passion, now I feel like I'm being taken advantage for it. So I just had to like put a stop to it. And I didn't know what was coming on the other end. I had no idea, but all I knew is that like one day at a time. <laughs> like, So it's definitely a lot of faith. It's a lot of faith over fear, but also practices like even through that transition, I always had to remind myself to meditate or if I don't meditate to be conscious of what I eat or if I'm not conscious of what I eat to pray or if I don't pray, be intentional about what I speak into my water before I drink it. Like in one way or another, I would always try to input or implement my practices that I had built before moving to Atlanta. And I feel like that's what my passion and my practices keep me so focused that no matter either relationships or financial situations or jobs and business, like, I can still always remember what I'm here for. And it just like, it doesn't let me sway too far off because it reminds me like I made a big sacrifice coming here. And I remember all the discomfort that adapting, you know, all of that is not in vain. So like... Yeah, I, I can like get distracted, but at the end of the day, I know the big purpose as to why I'm here. So yeah, that kind of keeps me like tunnel vision. You dropped a lot of gems in that last piece, and I'd like to pick it apart real quick because one thing that's really speaking true is you have accepted the things that you couldn't control while also accepting what you can control. So Although there is a lot of circumstances in our environment that may be changing, shifting, effectively putting us off balance. I really like your word choice earlier. Off balance. You put the earnest back on yourself to say, ah, bueno, although this all might happen, I know what I'm about. I know what I'm here for. I know what I want to do. And I know how to enable myself, how to put myself in the best possible position to achieve those things. You mentioned practices like meditating, being intentional, praying, speaking into your water, I think was a very interesting example. How powerful is the word in your mind? And I say the word as in your tongue, the ability to speak things into the world and then allow it to manifest. Are you a believer of this? So the song I mentioned earlier is a song that I wrote when I was in Florida. And this song it needed to be channeled and it didn't let me do anything for an entire 24 hours until it was done from start to finish and when i performed it here so pretty much the chorus is <laughs> i know that what you think what you right it'll turns out to be right so pretty much yes that is kind of like my motto i'm very very big on words i think it comes from living in a household where or just even just different experiences in life where people are so loose with their tongue and i've always been very sensitive and i've always been around people that weren't so intentional with words which it kind of worked for me in a, in a tough luck kind of way because it made me like realize wow these words impact me so much that it made me be more conscious of my words because I don't want to give a negative experience or feeling through what I'm saying. But in addition to that, just in life, as I got more in tune with myself and my powers, I realized that the things that I was writing, things were coming true. I'm talking about down to like either like business or friends or money, things like literal number amounts that I've written, I've manifested it. So 
That's one of my why. favorite stories from you, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but one of my favorite stories from you was you told me once about a visualization you had of the red brick, the brick wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I find it ironic that a lot of folks that are insensitive, that maybe are not too, that, that are not, I'm not going to say cautious, but mindful of their word choice, how quickly they'll shoo it off and they'll say, ah, no, well. Like who cares? Like it's not. Like, it's, a, it's I don't need all. Personal, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Be a hippie. Right. Yeah, go over there. You know, go, go, go back to work or whatever. You know, and and then they'll wonder into their fifties, sixties, seventies. Like why? What? Why am I not healthy? Why am I unhappy? What's what's? Suddenly they start asking themselves these insanely difficult questions that people like you, I feel, are asking themselves almost every day. Why do I feel this way today? Why did I wake up being upset? Why is like, is there a message in the way that my dog growled at me this morning that is reflective of some action that I did yesterday that maybe wasn't with pure intention? Like to ingest much of the world in a lens that is, huh, I wonder, I wonder what else is there. Like, yeah, pets are great mirrors because a pet will hold you accountable to your own self-care when you lack care in yourself you usually are lacking in care for your pet either like you haven't bathed them in a while or maybe you forgot to feed them or maybe you walk them too late like your pets will show you if you're self-abandoning yeah um, so i i got my first pet well i shouldn't say my first pet but like my own pet so to speak her name is sophie she's wonderful but I realized very quickly in the first one to two months that I had her, how poor of an owner I was. And I say poor in the sense of I was mean, you know, and I claimed to be a patient person. And yet at the first thing that she did, I would snap. What kind of patient man is that? So it was a mirror. It was a mirror for me in that sense. And I think much of the world is a mirror for us. So. I'm curious, then, as we're talking about mirrors, you mentioned how important it was for you to be surrounded by individuals or even just creative expressions in your immediate area. Are you being selective with who you let into the circle these days? I don't really be out like that unless it's... Like, I'm only interested to meet people that are doing or interested in the things that I'm interested in. So I'm interested in meeting people that go to dance classes or that go to dance auditions, meeting people in yoga classes or things like that. Because outside of that, I don't really go out like that. <laughs> like I said, I'm here to do something. So I just involve myself in activities that are going to open up. I mean, one beautiful thing that I built here is sisterhood. It showed me the importance of having sisters around you who are also doing the work, staying accountable, staying prayed up, staying connected to the creator, being mindful, being supportive. That's something here that I've built that I've always wanted to build. But like I said, I prayed and wrote about this at some point in Florida. So like, yeah. And I do want to circle back to the brick wall that you mentioned, because what you were talking about was the apartment that I was visualizing in my head when I was living in Florida. I just, I would always spend my time, and not always, but a lot of time. I would visualize here and there, and I visualized what my apartment would look like. 
And then I got the apartment that had the brick wall. So I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But this, the visualization like that started back when I had acne when I was 21. I used to never break out and I used to like wake up with a new pimple every day. But I knew that that was something that I was going through and that I could see my face clear on the other end of that acne face. And I knew that through me visualizing, my face would be clear again. Like, I would literally look at myself in the mirror. I would have pimples, but I would still visualize myself with clear skin. It's like, and I think that's with anything throughout the things that I go through. I always visualize myself like, what does Macarena look like on the other side after having undergone this experience? If I could just add to that, when I started this podcast, I knew that it would have its humble beginnings, right? I'm doing these things digitally via phone, via whatever, but... I knew immediately after I started it that because I visually it, it just popped into my head like a big ass studio, basically a warehouse. And not to say I'm a very grandose kind of individual. I don't necessarily care to flex or do any of that stuff. But I saw a massive playground for my creativity to just do anything I wanted. And for me to have these kind of conversations in many different respects or mediums, I guess is maybe another word. So I really value what you say about being able to visualize. I think anything that a human can think of and conceptualize is very much within your grasp. It's all within you. It is within me that that thought has been manifest. I'm connected to the source. I'm an open vessel. I keep myself clean in order to receive messages as well as possible, but it's in my grasp. It was sent to my antenna because I am capable of grabbing it. Something I'm going to send to you after this is Rick Rubin, who is the founder of Death Row Records, and he was a pretty well-known producer for a long time. But he's an insanely insightful individual, and I think you might really appreciate some of the dialogue he has to say. So remind me to send you that after. Rick Rubin, I got you. Maggie, so I want to know, dancing, artistry, singing, rapping... I mean, I don't know what you haven't done yet, but why do you care about what Celestial Goods is right now? Why do you care about Lantana Botanica? Why are you spending your energy here? So I've been through this kind of experience before, but this is just elevated like level two. When I moved to Miami, I'm just going to take it back to Miami. When I moved to Miami, it was for a reason, same thing. I moved there because I saw people were doing certain things that I wanted to do. But when I moved there, I knew that I was going to do something. I just didn't know what that had my name under. It was going to be some type of event. I ended up having like a whole fashion show. I had like 500 people, four designers, two from New York. I had four interns, DJs before. It was just huge. And so I realized from there that if you just kind of follow the vision and surrender to it, the great thing in your mind happens. So that's the same thing with Atlanta. I knew I was going to start a business here. I knew I was going to be surrounded by creative people. I knew I was going to be able to expand or just tap into my creativity in a way that I haven't before. And with dance, I mean, dance, I realized that it was the only world that my name made sense in. Because outside of that, I've always been like, oh, Macarena, like a song, like you can't, you can't just call it an office and be like, let me speak to Macarena. Like, that's weird. I just don't see myself in that. So I'm like, and then when I started teaching ballroom, they would ask me for my name. I'm like, Macarena. And they'll be like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, it does make sense. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, so just little by little, like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, let, let me see who I can be if I put in 
the hours, the training that it takes to be a dancer. So during my first year here, I was very focused. I took class every week at, a, at all the studios here. I'm, I'm pretty involved in the dance community here. Not at the level that I want to be, but that's a surprise because I'm, I'm learning not to speak too much about my, my where I see it. <laughs> Just want until I get there. <laughs> hey, exactly. But, uh, you still, you still got to do the reps, right? Like it's still putting in, right. you know, putting in right. the time, but you were, you were saying. Yeah. So this second year, which flew by 2022 flew by. I still remember Ex. when I took my first class of 2022 and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be even more committed. And I swear this year was the less committed I was to dance, but I also had a lot of other personal things going on. So that's why I said it's not linear and I do hold a lot of grace for myself because I know that I'm doing something that's out of my comfort zone and I'm doing it by myself, which I mean, we all do, but like I said, I, it, dance is something that I'm always going to have. Dance is just waiting for me to pick it up. It never leaves. And, but I also was able to construct the business. I was able to launch a business that I've been thinking about this for years and it taught me that all the fear and all the questions that I had, I'm like, how do I refill orders? How do I restock? How do I this? How do I that? Even though I had, I had experience in different jobs about how to do these things, but when it came applied to me, I just had so much doubt. I realized you just answer all those questions once you just go in it <laughs> and you figure Literally. it out. And, and that's kind of like, and dance, it's like, it all falls along. I think dance is really my umbrella because when I first started dance here, I was in a room full of professionals. Like these are industry level professional dancers. And I'm like, never took a class before. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's up though? Like, right. <laughs> so I get I it. Like, you know, I've, I've been in level one here and I've, I've seen where my, my mental and where my dance is when I, take it consistently. I see how I'm feeling and how I dance when I don't. So I get to see myself on both sides and I get to choose, okay, do I want to be this inconsistent dancer or do I want to be this? So now I'm implementing more movement to feel more confident when I go back into dance class. I'm tapping into that consistency and discipline with dance again, because at the end of the day, that's where my heart is. But to dance, it takes so much confidence and it's a lot of surrendering. Yeah, it's a lot of trusting in yourself and your body and being able to transmute or like just be a channel. It's really a lot of get out of your head and into your body. And it kind of falls along with business because in business, you kind of just are doing it one step at a time. You don't know who's going to email you, who's going to DM you about what. You don't know if a manufacturer is going to delay something. There's just so many things that can happen. And yeah, with any type of discipline or practice, like you just learn as you go. So in both, so how they tie in together, why my attention goes to business and why my attention goes to dance. Because they're both practices that are going to demand for you to go within. Because the dance and the business will reflect how I'm feeling and how much I'm committing to myself. If I'm not committing to myself, I'm not committing to the business and it'll reflect in that. With Celestial Goodies, it's a little easier to do that because I'm in partnership with two amazing women. So we all bring something different to the table and hold each other accountable in different ways. With my own business, I sell my products under Celestial for now because my focus has been so much Celestial that I have neglected my baby for a little bit. 
so this is just accountability <laughs> like right. you know like so I'm, I'm learning the balance between this and my business and dance and my practices like in, in movement or my self-care practices so still very much finding a sweet balance between all of it but i am right now during a phase of recommitting to myself and i'm really loving it because it gives me more awareness on just what i'm doing how i'm spending my time where my energy is going and what i'm giving life to so just being very mindful about what i'm choosing to entertain choosing to spend your energy on you see, there was a lot of really great things that you broke there. I just want to break it down for our audience. The first thing I love is like you continue to harp on balance and how critical it is. It's true that there is only so much time in the day, but your energy is a reflection of the things that are most important to you and where you decide to pour that energy into ideally is also helping you nourish yourself. Right? It's almost like cyclical in that sense where as I pour more water on my garden, it bears fruits and flowers. Those flowers give me life to continue watering the garden, right? So, Which is why I haven't gotten new plants yet, because I know I'm not in the space to take care of them, because they will reflect. The lack of care the lack at, at the of, time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Well, more power to you for being accountable and also having humility to be able to admit these things. I applaud that. Another thing that you said that I really liked is, how quickly fear will dominate us if we let it. And you were mentioning that, oh my God, what, how do I get the business order? And then what happens if this happens? And da, 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 da. And Seneca has a great saying where he goes, we often suffer more in imagination than in reality. And I will never forget when I first started my business almost three years ago now, you and I were having a similar conversation to what we're having right now where I had told you about how I had this mini anxiety attack over something that I thought was a big deal, which it was me registering the business, getting the LLC. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, I had like, I need to do the research and I need to plan and like, how am I going to do? And I, like, I need to have all the answers before I even start. And then by the time I started and finished it, it was only like three minutes of my time. So I had conflated this fear to like levels beyond what I thought I could handle. And it was really just click, 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 submit. <laughs> Done. It's Over. This long? Yo, but I was sitting on it for like a month and a half and it only took me three minutes. So, but the thing yeah. Is also when you try to do something different that maybe the people around you, maybe family or maybe friends or maybe just yeah, the people around you in general haven't or aren't doing, it's a little bit more like, it's a little bit, yeah, it kind of like your inner child is like, are we, we going to be kind of scared? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know so, if I could swim, you know, like, yeah, that's why I, for me, like just this, this move of anything has just taught me so much grace with myself and just accountability, but a lot of grace because, because we deserve it. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? Because we deserve the grace, especially when you're trying to do something different that you're the only one in your family that is doing it and you're just so different and maybe your family has even told you like oh, well i mean mine has told me like oh you live in the clouds like i'm a literally I, I envision big and so sometimes when people out of fear i was gonna say out of love but fear came out but kind of both it's technically <laughs> it's, fear it's, it's someone really, else's it's, fear projected onto you yeah it's but it, to them it's love because they want to protect they want they but, want what's best for you 
but it's so important overall to just be your own best friend. If you wouldn't tell your friend, like, you're dreaming way too big, like, you need to just bring it down. Like, you wouldn't mm -hmm. tell your friend that. So, like, why tell yourself that? You should be patient with yourself. And I love the word choice you have of graceful with yourself in that it's kindness, right? You're not going to tell your friends to stop fucking dreaming. So right. why would you tell yourself that, you know? But instead, you might be more encouraging. It's like, okay, well, you know, you were supposed to send that shipment out at 10 a.m. It's 10.35. You know, all right, 35 minutes late, but by the time you get over there, it'll be 10.45. You can grab a coffee and then you make your way back. Like, you're all good. You know, keep it moving. So yeah, it, it, it really is a matter of being your own best friend, I think. And what I admire is that you, like I also, I think have had a pretty good support system with our families. But I'm curious to hear, because I think this is a hard conversation. Was there a time where what you thought was best for you was different than what your parents thought was best for you? And if so, how did you manage that? Yeah, I mean... Since the beginning, I was forced to go into the medical field and I wanted to do like pressured, right? Maybe not forced, but like pressured. Mm, forced. forced. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, just hey, respect. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. To like, I've gone out of my way to apply myself into a certain high school and my parents apply somewhere else for me. Type of force. I know it comes from love, but like, you know, like. And I do have to believe that it all happens in the time that it's supposed to. It did come with a lot of grudge, especially like moving to Atlanta and then seeing how advanced and how many years people have put in. And if I was just in an environment where my talents and my natural creative talents would have been supported and elevated, then I would be so much further into what I want to do. But if I wouldn't have gone through nursing and everything that that taught me, I wouldn't be who I am. That's right. So it, it's kind of, you know, like. You said it, it's not linear. And you went to Atlanta at precisely the exact moment that you needed to go, given all the circumstances and experiences that you had, because that's when God decided, all right, she's ready. She's out, like, it's time. Right. And that's, that's another thing. It's like, how are you this person if you don't know how to handle this, 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 this that takes you to this position? You know what I mean? Because I feel like, I mean, at some point, I guess you would adapt, you know, you you would <laughs> like you would adapt. If I would have came earlier, then I would adapt. But I have a good foundation of who I am to not get swayed and get distracted. So I think it all is exactly as it should be. But to answer your question, I did go through a moment of grudge. I was mad. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'd be so much more advanced. I would this and that, blah, blah, blah. But that coulda, woulda, shoulda. This is what it is right now. And now you're responsible. You decided to put yourself in an environment to grow. And now you're responsible to put the training in, to put the hours in. Like, so it's just a whole nother level of responsibility. But also at the back of my mind, it's always like, what kind of mother do I want to be? So as a parent, usually parents tell you to not do this or to do this because of this and that. But they're not really the example of what they're preaching. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I want to be a parent where I'm saying and encouraging something that I'm living. I want to be an example so I can lead that way, not just through just words I'm leading. And my life example is not showing that. So it's the notion of do as I say, not what I do. It's very famous with or infamous, I should say, with a lot of parents is, you know, don't, don't be out there smoking cigarettes. They're <laughs> bad for you. Like, what do you think the kid's going to do, man? They're, I'm 
I'm watching you do it. It's a whole different generation, you know. So just also, I learned to give them grace. Yeah, I was mad for some time, but I also can understand that they're people just like I am, you know. And they're also still to this day, I'm sure, learning more and more about themselves. And they did the best that they could with what they knew, where their awareness was. So just, yeah, give, when I learned to give grace to myself and give love to myself is how I learned to give grace and love to others. So I can't hold anyone to anything. Like we are all doing the best we can. That's right. That's right. The, the words of, oh uh, man, looking back, I would have, could have, or should have, that should never be the case. You right. did the very best you could with the information that you had, with the emotions that you were feeling, with the experience and circumstances that you were exposed to at that time and you made the decision that you made at that time and the best news is that moving forward it's only going to get better you're only going to get better because i've accepted that another thing that i really admire about what you just said you, you effectively took ownership okay my folks had their things but this is my fault because i let myself feel this way i had a, a bit of a grudge as a result and that's a reflection of my emotion towards them i need to let that go if i want to grow if i want to get better it's like i i need to clean myself of that i forgive you yeah it is what it is because it's making me heavy that's right i try to be aware of like the feelings that i'm holding on to because it's not necessary but yeah understanding that we are people and it comes from love and you know like you said i mean you do what you can with who you are at that time Mm -hmm. so Maki, I want to ask, I love hearing you speak because it always reminds me of someone who is empowered. But what I know about humans is that there are times where we don't feel empowered. When you are feeling disconnected, afraid, or fearful, anything, what do you do? How do you get reconnected to the source? Are there any practices that you put out? What, what is something that has set you straight whenever you are off the tracks? Yeah. I always tell myself that I'm never down for too long. Even when it comes to getting sick, I'm never down for too long. Because really, sickness is it's a lot about your energy and what you're neglecting. But It's natural. Yeah. But I do let myself feel it. And I had a lot of those moments here. So I do let myself feel it, whether that's like crying or just being alone for a little bit. But being aware to not isolate, it's really good to have a good support system to build a good foundation of your tribe. And for me, it's sisterhood, but also I try to not vent like word vomit onto my friends because do they have the space? Are they in a good like mental space or do they, are they even open to it? So a lot of times throughout life, I've learned if I immediately want to call somebody to talk about what I'm going through, I wait because I notice the more I get more opinions on, on what everybody thinks is going on, I can't hear myself. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't. It's like, or else I'm going to be thinking of something and I'm going to think, oh, well, this person said this and maybe this is wrong. Or like, or maybe the way I'm doing things is right because this person said it's right. You know, so it's just like, I try to really just sit with myself, like le legitimately like sit, <laughs> like physically sit. <laughs> and whatever comes out in that moment, cry. If I feel like just being still and just meditating, I will. Sometimes it'll come out with food. Sometimes I'll crave more breads, which means I'm looking for comfort. So also the things that you're craving through the emotions that you're experiencing say a lot about what feeling it is that your body's feeling. So I just try to be mindful of what I'm doing, but I don't let myself sit in it for too long. I give myself the time and be who I need. Or, you know, if you saw your friend doing that, 
feeling down, how would you respond to them? Would you go and give them a hug and like, or give them space? You know, I just try to be that friend for myself in that moment, whether that's writing, whether that's stretching and sweating something off because, or, or dancing, because really these emotions, it's important to do something with them because it's energy. So it's important to challenge them or channel them and move them. But yeah, it, it doesn't, it looks different, you know, every time, but I cry, I could eat, <laughs> I could like stretch, I could dance, I could start drinking lemon water or I could be quiet or I could just isolate. It looks different each time, but I also know what a healthy me looks like. So I give myself the time, but I also slowly start implementing things to get back on track. I love what you said about being still. I actually think that's a superpower these days because most people are very quick to, you know, I got to I got to do something. I got to occupy myself. And Kobe Bryant has once stated, I'm paraphrasing here, but to understand yourself is to be still and feel the emotions to let the emotions hit you and and really sit with it for a second and then let it pass because that's all they are oh that's all it is right it's not i always find it interesting when someone says like oh my god i am so happy you know or i am sad or i am frustrated and well no those are feelings like you are you you're maki but when you feel these emotions, they may sway you in some way to feel a bit more energetic or to feel eh, a bit quieter. Maybe I'm trying to isolate myself. And to your point, it's our body trying to talk to us. It's our heart trying to speak to us. And it's a matter of whether we will let ourselves be open to interpret these messages in a way that, ah, okay, now that I received this, I know what I should do. I love the way that you said you'll look for bread if you want comfort. Similarly enough, I've been craving sushi a lot because I guess you could say I made the connection of sushi as light food and I've been eating very heavy foods lately and sushi's light, it's fish and nice and clean, right? And all, all this other stuff. So an interesting analogy you brought up there. No, yeah, there is a science behind that, that emotions of certain foods are trying to compensate or like tend to. Um, but I want to add just to add this in case, just expand somebody's awareness in case they weren't aware of this. Um, I listen to different frequencies. Like I'm very mindful of what I listen to, but if I, sometimes I'll need words. So like chance, or sometimes I need like no words. I just need frequency. I'll look for, cause emotions there, they run at different frequencies. So like 432, 528 Hertz is what we make the products with and sell steel goodies. We try to be really mindful about that. But today I felt like, okay, let me see what emotions fall at different frequencies. And I looked for a 700 Hertz frequency and just played that while I was getting ready. But yeah, even in moments of self-esteem or self-doubt that's affecting my self-esteem, I'll feel it. And I'll say affirmations to myself to remind myself who I am. I look myself, I'll do mirror work. I'll look myself in the eyes. I'll remind myself of who I am, but also take action to say, let me do something different with my look today so I can really remind myself of who I am. <laughs> I think that is so powerful. You said you were listening to in the 700s prior to this. Is that because it helps you get pumped up for it or is it a calm well, you down? I actually, I actually, I was going through something right before we called, that's right before we talked. And I was like, dang, I should have sat down to meditate. Just because I want to be so calm and sure and I want my words to reflect that. But this is who I am right now. That's but right. I, I did look up, I was trying to look for it now. Yeah, I looked up the frequency, see? 
Oh, nice. So, so enlightenment is at 700. I see what you're trying to get on. Yeah. So you can, you can see like where anger, desire, pride, courage, like where it all, like what frequency it all falls under. And so then I go on YouTube and see. I will definitely be dropping that in our podcast notes. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, if you are listening on the audio format, you can actually catch everything on YouTube as well. We do have the video version available for viewing pleasures. And then, of course, all the little clips that you'll find on social media. With that being said, I want to take just a quick, brief moment to do a plug. We're looking at celestialgoodies.com and on here you can run through their shop. Maki, maybe you could speak yeah. to this a little bit better than I can, but currently showing off the website, anything you want, you'd like to say about Celestial Goodies? So think of it as the healthier version of Nair. We are revolutionizing what it means to shave your hair or to remove the hair of your body. This is a quick Ayurvedic formula. It's all holistic ingredients. And it's pretty much a powder. You mix it with spring water. We like to say spring water because tap water and stuff, you know, just to stay, at, <laughs> just to be intentional and stay clean. Mix it with spring water. We In the kit, you have everything you need. We have the coconut bowl, the wand, the brush that you need to mix it with. You apply it wherever it is that you want to remove the hair for the naked hair removal clay. It's for the body. The baby face clay remover is for the face. And you just apply it. You wait 20 minutes. It comes with an ayate cloth. And you just wet it and then you swipe and then the hair is gone. And so it helps to detox the skin from the inside out to bring out impurities. But also it's just you don't get the irritation. You don't get the bumps that shaving causes. But you're also not exposed to certain harsh chemicals, chemicals like Nair. Because the skin is the biggest organ in the body. Literally anything you put into it is going to go into your bloodstream eventually. So trying to just be really mindful of that. That's why I'm so proud to be in union with this company and with the woman, the founders of it, because it just fall the intentionality, the intentionality. I'm talking about the woman that creates the oils and toners that are in the kids will only play certain frequencies in the room when making the product because water will take on the energy that is around. That's why I was talking about speaking to the water because that's a fact, by the way, <laughs> that's Good like a scientific fact. That's something I'm walking away with, and I know all of our listeners will walk away with as well. Well, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to make any orders, you can certainly do so at www.celestialgoodies with a Z at the end.com. And shipping is free for orders over 111. If you'd like to stay in touch with Maki, I highly encourage you to do so. I'll be leaving all of her socials down in the description both of this youtube video description and then also on our podcast note please do me a favor and get connected monkey is a wonderful person and one of my favorite human beings on the planet so definitely someone to stay connected with monkey what i like to do at the end of the show is always put the mic back in the hands of my guests if you'd like to send any particular messages love shout outs whatever it is but the floor is yours anything you'd like to share with the audience before we go well, you are a great host, and you're one of my dearest friends, Aqua Babies, Thanks. <laughs> which is why we go so deep. So I'm so proud of you for just staying true to what you want to do. You are so well organized. Your dedication inspires me. How true you stay to yourself inspires me. We always speak life into each other, so I'm so grateful for this connection. And I guess just one thing that always sticks with me is... As long as you have breath, you have options. 
just always a good reminder. I love it. Well, I wasn't expecting all that love, but whew, I got energy now for days and that's, that's a good way to feel. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the steady compass featuring Maki. Again, that's just a nickname I have for her. I'm sorry, Maki, if you don't like it, but I'm going to keep calling you Maki forever. You can catch all of this on your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, and then also on Google. Be sure to check out the video on YouTube. If you see a highlight clip of this video, any part of it, retweet it, share it with your friends, tell your mom, your abuela, everybody, they have to know what's going on. Maki, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Peace. Peace, peace, peace.